0: deciding who wins the game on this call. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick is not here tonight. Yes, folks, JD is a bit under the weather this week. The effects of the holiday season have finally caught up to him and so he has a injury designation of out thus you are stuck with just me so i'm going to go ahead and run down my results from last week and give you a few of the insights on some players that i'm looking at for week 17 Uh, final week of NFL regular season Uh, that means we're getting close to being done with the NFL uh, DFS DraftKings season although we do get a couple of excellent weekends worth of DraftKings action uh, for wildcard and divisional rounds Uh, but before we get to that why don't I Go ahead and stick with tradition here and fill you in on what I'm drinking because uh, it is uh, you know that dead week of between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I haven't been working much, taking some time off to spend with the family, so I have you know taken it upon myself to continue enjoying some real nice beverages and. I'm closing out the 2019 podcast season for us um, with another Hot Butcher, and, and this one is probably the best of all. I uh, was lucky enough to get my hands on one double-blazed orange uh, from Hot Butcher, and this is a, a double milkshake IPA with citra and strata hops and This is just a fantastic tasting beer if you ever have the opportunity to get your hands on one I, I don't recommend you passing it up because this thing is just oh what a treat Thanks again folks over at hop butcher love love drinking your beer talking about it most weeks here on the podcast. Uh, as I just noted, this is the last podcast of 2019 that does not mean we're done for the 2019 NFL season. Uh, and we're trying to figure out some ways how we might attack things a little bit better next year, but uh, we'll go ahead and close out the season with our normal format. For me last week on Draft Kings, I hadn't you know my I think it was my third straight successful week in cash I really um, was able to lock down a nice cash lineup where I cashed in all of my double ups I won two thirds of my head to heads I won a couple of uh, three way winner take alls and and the cash lineup also uh got into the money in the uh, DFS edge listener league, as well as the uh, slant $9 tournament there. So it's pretty happy with this lineup. Uh, I, I locked in Christian McCaffrey as I have been doing here pretty much most of the season, the, the one or two times I didn't lock him in. I really regretted it. Um, so I'm always trying to figure out how I can put a lineup together around McCaffrey. Uh, also locked in Michael Thomas. He was going for that single season receptions record, and you knew he was going to get a ton of, ton of targets, which was was the case. And uh, I also prioritized Lamar Jackson. They were Baltimore was trying to lock down that number one overall seed in the AFC. Uh, So, you know, they weren't going to let off the throttle against their divisional opponent. He came in, you know, exactly where you wanted him, above 30 points. So that core of guys certainly um, did what they were supposed to do. Uh, To get there with those high-priced guys, uh, you had to find some value. And luckily enough, late um, <clears throat> in the process, Derrick Henry was ruled out, which made Deion Lewis pretty much a lock for me at his low price. And then uh, DeAndre Washington with Josh Jacobs being ruled out, another low price running back who was going to see a lot of volume. Uh, so uh, those guys fit nicely. Alex Erickson was kind of uh, off the board. I think I talked about him on my podcast last week, but um, he was a low price guy uh, coming at thirty three hundred. Uh, but he he returned his value because he got you eleven point five points. Uh, the uh, rest of the lineup, the total, the whole t- lineup as a whole totaled one hundred seventy four point five two points, which was really. Uh, Really exactly in the nice, safe zone. It wasn't quite enough to get up to the top, uh, whatever it is, 4% that you need to hit in the Super Booster, $4 Super Booster, but it was close. It wasn't too far off. So Um, That being said, uh, this week uh, is a little bit different week. Uh, There was a shorter slate, and heading into week 17, now, <clears throat> this is all. This is it. All or nothing for the NFL, uh, with with all the you know possibilities that could be up for play uh, in, in you know setting the NFL playoff lineup. Then uh, they they put all the games on one day. So, sixteen games. Um, one of them being the Sunday night game. So the main slate on DraftKings is fifteen and what we uh, get is a lot, of, a lot of action, a lot of opportunity. Also, I think it means that you're not going to see nearly as much um, heavy ownership on too many guys because there are so many op- opportunities. But what we need to do here is suss out who we think is going to have the best opportunity, and with that, I will get into my week 17 plays. And so, as I was saying, we're going to get into my week 17 plays. Uh, these not necessarily all cash or tournament plays, but they're just guys that I'm looking at that, I, that I'm uh, probably going to take some shots at uh, one way or another. Uh, Starting out at quarterback, I've got Drew Locke, Denver quarterback, rookie. Uh, He's coming in at 5,800, going up against Denver. And um, this game's got an over-under of 41. And Denver's actually favored here with an implied team total of 22.3 at the moment. Uh, Oakland has given up uh, plus 5.5 DraftKings points per game on average to the quarterback um, with an average of 22.6 DraftKings points per game. Locke comes in. He's 3-1 and as a starter since taking over in Denver. Uh, Interestingly enough, Oakland is still playing for something because if all of the dominoes fell into the right order here, they could actually get into the playoffs. I'm not really too excited or, or expecting that, but Oakland will be playing you know to win so they um, likely uh, in, in this kind of scenario with with two middling teams, uh, I would not be surprised to see this game go over um, and get into a little bit of a shootout. Oakland, basically puts no pressure on the pass rusher um, and gives uh, gives it uh, plenty of time for the quarterback to make his reads and make some throws. Uh, so at 5,800, a lot of these quarterbacks this week are a little bit higher priced. This is one of the lower priced viable plays, in my opinion. And... Uh, just a little side note. I'm I'm kind of uh, intrigued by my buddy uh, Mitch Trubisky over here for the Bears, uh, and I'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, just kind of kind of disappointing. wasn't able to run this idea off JD, but I'm sure he'll give us some opinions on social media. Um, moving on to the running back position. Uh, I mean. How this guy? I've been—he's been my ride or die all year. I—I I got a little bit of a man crush on him. Uh, can't you know? He's just such a fantasy stud. I was right about him to go after him in my auction draft uh, for a season long, and and it has just been almost unstoppable from a. Scoring perspective on DraftKings this year. And it's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I had to finish the season talking about this guy because, <laughs> you know, we're not going to have a chance in the playoffs. Uh, he comes in at 10K, which is not the most he's been this year. Uh, they're playing on the road at New Orleans. Uh, it's only an implied team total of 16 for the Panthers with a over-under of 45. Wow. Um, they're not on the road. They're home. I'm sorry uh you know with with so many options on this uh, slate, I'm wondering if the10,000 uh, price tag might not scare some people away. I don't think his ownership's going to be quite as high this week. Uh, he needs 67 yards to get to a thousand yards receiving and put him into that uh, you know elite a thousand thousand club. Not only that, he's only 215 away from the single-season yards from scrimmage record. And, uh, well, I don't know. I want to say that's likely. If he gets off to a quick start, it's something I think they'll try to get him to. Uh, as long as Will Greer doesn't keep turning the ball over, I think he'll have that opportunity. Um, so... I don't know. I don't know how much more I can say, but for a guy priced at 10K, he's averaging 31 and a DraftKings points per per game this year, which is just one of the all-time great years from any position when it comes to fantasy football. Um, a little side note: uh, another guy I really like this week is Aaron Jones. Playing a divisional game against the Detroit Lions, who have just not been good. Uh, Jamal Williams has already been ruled out, so there's not much else uh, for Green Bay. They want to win in order to have an opportunity at uh, actually a number one seed, I believe. If uh, if Seattle ends up knocking off the Niners and Green Bay wins, they get the uh, number one seed in home field throughout the playoffs. So they will be motivated to win. I don't think Detroit puts up much of a fight here. And, you know, there's not much else for Green Bay to play besides Aaron Jones. He's involved in both the run and the pass game. So not not afraid to lock him into some lineups now i'm gonna move on to alan robinson and uh, that's why i said i wait once i mentioned trubisky but um alan robinson has been a stud on a team that has uh, struggled to find its uh, offensive mojo this year uh <clears throat> since week 12 he he ranks third in expected points per game and fourth in actual fantasy points per game um he's coming off a bad week but his prices uh moved up there he's up to i think 7200 this week on DraftKings. games um, this game's got a low total it's at 36 but the bears are favored 19.8 and uh Minnesota just is not good <clears throat> against outside wide receivers. So you know, being that's where Robinson makes his makes his money and and why he's worth what the Bears have paid him. Uh, I think that's possible uh, that he comes up big this week. Anyway, the. Vikings um, pretty much locked into their position. They're going to be resting players. It doesn't sound like Calvin Cook's going to play. Be surprised if Thielen plays. There, there's just not a whole lot in it. Uh, and the motivation isn't there, which is probably why you're seeing the Bears favored in this contest. All right. Next up... Oh, before I move on, the other receiver I wanted to talk about a little bit was Cortland Sutton. He goes real well with Drew Locke. Oakland's real bad against the wideouts. Cortland Sutton's been a stud all year. I think a nice nice stack there, Drew Locke, to Cortland Sutton. And so with that being said, tight end position, um, this guy's probably going to be pretty chalky and for good reason. Dallas Goddard, Philadelphia Eagles, 4,900, playing at the Giants. Uh, the game comes in with a total over or under 44.5. Philadelphia's favorite, obviously, 24.3. They need to win to lock themselves into a playoff position. Philadelphia's basically, you know, walking wounded here. They've got no Zach Ertz this week. Still no Jeffrey. They've they've got like no wide receivers. You know, Greg Ward has shown a little bit. But even even with his few receiving options they had, uh Whiteside hasn't done much. Goddard has been a stud. Um he's been averaging seven and a half targets a week since the week ten bye. He's coming off a 12-target game where he caught 9 for 91 and a touchdown, and that was with Ertz in the game. This is his baby. He's their number one go. Uh, They're going up against a bad New York Giants team who's got uh, no Jabril Peppers back there at the safety position. Uh, I expect Garter to just get fed early and often. Uh, There's to me there's really only three viable receiving options on this squad this week it's goddard miles sanders and greg ward uh so i would expect goddard to see a hefty target share and just you know pay off that 4900 salary uh, another uh, option a tight end and uh May actually be playing some two tight end lineups this week uh, because both these guys, I think, are really good plays Uh, depending on how you think the Rams actually are going to play it. But uh, Tyler Higbee has been an absolute stud since Gerald Everett got hurt. Even though Everett was back last week, (laughs) Higbee did not uh, let up in his role. And he gets the Arizona Cardinals again where he started off this run with a uh, 100-plus-yard game and a touchdown. And you know how I have been pounding my drum to play any tight end against the Cardinals this year. And this week is no different. So fire up Higby, fire up Goddard. Uh, You know, just, just go for it. Um So folks, that about does it. I can only look at the screen and talk to myself for so long. Uh, but I did want to get a little bit of content out and uh, let you know that we're still still playing playing this game. we, we love it. you know, you could see our uh, instant message stream between JD and I. Every Sunday, uh, and and then even on the Monday and Thursday single game slates, uh, it's we're we're really into it and really have a lot of fun with it. So, I like to wish everybody uh, a belated Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as we get in uh, to the 2020 uh, out of the teens. Um, it's pretty crazy, uh, that, that it's, (laughs) I feel like I remember like yesterday, Y2K. So the fact that it's already 2020 is pretty amazing. So get out there, uh, should be a good year for everybody. Start fresh, set some goals, do something to make yourself better, do something to make somebody else's life better. Like you to go ahead and keep uh, following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Bad Call. You know all the usual places. You can find me and JD. So, with that being said, thank you for listening, and thank you for allowing us to provide you some weekly rants and insights and general foolishness. We love you all. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.